Hello everyone, welcome to episode 6 of Live Bullions. I'm joined, as always, with my mate Costa. How's it going? It's going alright. Um, if the sound sounds better this week, it's because we're in an actual studio for a change. So, no echo, no hums. Uh, it's probably going to sound the exact same, but we're excited. Uh, joining us this week is uh, a good friend of ours and um, fellow game developer, Ants, Ants Robertson from um, Golden Age Studios. Welcome. Hey, how you going? <laughs> good, man. How you doing? Good to have you. Good, man. Good. So, um, Ants, you and I, we kind of go back a few years, three years now. Yeah, even longer. We went to the same high school, didn't we? We did, yeah, that's right. You're, you're above. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah, Adelaide. Yeah. Forget that. Cabra. Yeah, man. Any Cabra listeners out there? Um, yeah, so like, when I met you, that's officially met you, yeah. I guess at CDW, uh, you were doing the, the uh, well, yeah, an artist, but you weren't in game development. You were more doing like uh, environments and stuff like that. And I was kind of learning, yeah. I was like, I was fresh, you know, yeah. like, I was like, I think we met maybe in my second year of uni. Yeah, yeah. So, when you started, were you thinking of heading towards games, or was there something that happened during your studies that made you go towards games? I kind of, like, always wanted to make games, but it took me a while to realise that that's what where my, like, kind of studies were leading. Yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't until I kind of, like, saw you and, like, the Melonhead boys, mm -hmm. I was like, what are you doing over here? And then you showed me, you jumped into, like, Unreal, and you were running around, a map. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. And then I was like looking at my like artwork. And I was like, all right, cool. This you can we can actually do this. So I was like, all right, what should I what should I do? So then I brewed in that for a while and eventually started uh, working on the project that I'm working on now. Which uh, sorry, I forgot to tell everyone you're working on uh, Tinker and Spell. Yeah, that's right. So making like a 2D side-scrolling RPG essentially. Uh, but with a heavy emphasis on creature collecting. That's the kind of angle that we're taking now. Yeah, nice. And, um, yeah, I suppose we'll get into that in a bit. And then something else I noticed with um, a lot of people coming from CDW mm. is that it's, CDW is a predominantly 2D, like a concept, because what's the concept design workshop? Concept design workshop. I wouldn't say they're predominantly 2D, though, honestly. Is they're that something that changed to... to, to to more 3D... I think that was always the intention. I'm not too sure. I can't really speak for them, yeah. um, like for Simon. Uh, but what he's doing there is great. You know, what mm. that CDW is, like, is huge for Adelaide. And yeah. it's like such a, uh, a resource of knowledge by the lecturers there that, yeah, if you go and study there and you work hard, you will, like, be good enough to get a job in the industry. Yeah. Um, and they're, like, pioneers in that regard. Um, so, yeah, there's some pretty huge talent coming from CGW. Yeah. And Flinders University, that collaboration is, is also there, important. Is there a lot of encouragement to do your own thing, or is it, you know... Yeah, uh, they're just encouraging for you to, to, like, to be at an industry standard, you know? Mm -hmm. um, because when you're an artist, you know, there's no set trajectory. Mm -hmm. You kind of make of it what you will, really. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, yeah, I don't know, like, if you want to go down your own path, you'll get the... Um, you get the critiques in regards to like how to be, how to kind of get there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's no true answer. Yeah, yeah. To get that to that finish line, you know, there is no finish line. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you, you get those like the master classes where the Atan Zanas from like Naughty Dog come in and they're like, yeah, I consider myself like you know I'm not I, look, I have my like art gods that I look up yeah. to and I look at my work and I'm like, oh, I'm no good. And then you look at that work, you're like, well, yeah, yeah. I'm no good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't think that changes. Yeah. Um, and that's it. That's an important thing to say is um, CDW, the teachers there are like industry. Yeah, that's right. Like they've yeah. worked at 
Nickelodeon, for uh, fudge, I can't even think of the studios now off the top of my head. Official Rising Sun, just all over the joint. Yeah, they're and, making their own stuff as well, which is, yeah. is pretty cool. But that collaboration between um, Flinders and CDW is really important as well because that was it, great. it does like um, like I'm doing my honors right now, and I'm and I am leading my own project. Uh, so the research that I do in regards to to the work that the artwork that I'm doing, it it gives it kind of a bit more direction because I have like I'm actively being like all right cool well, this is what these properties and these artists have done and they've made these like huge things how can I apply that to my own work mm. uh, and so it's like the research really does kind of give the artwork a, a backbone um, but the the skills and the and the quality of work that CDW uh, like give this allow the students to achieve mix that with the academic side it's a pretty good combination so it actually drives you to keep improving yourself because you're researching about certain things and then it's almost like you're yeah it's pushing you to keep doing it yeah know? well it kind of gives you a bit more understanding yeah, yeah like you know like when I first started studying um I knew that I wanted to kind of just draw I didn't really know like what that would actually mean I knew that people were getting jobs in games and in films by drawing but I didn't know like how or why mm. or <laughs> what was needed um it's all very like you know foreign land for many people um we we live in it every day, you know. So like we kind of we look into it and we research and we talk about it. So, but to other people out there, they like it's it's pretty foreign. Yeah, yeah. it's funny you say that because like in my head, I guess because I've only ever known you as an artist, but like I could not picture you doing something else. <laughs> I used to be a Sparky before. I <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to like be an electrician apprentice. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, vastly different world. What what was the shift? What propelled you into? I just didn't like it. You know? Yeah, I just wasn't wasn't for me, you know, yeah. leave it to better men, yeah, uh, yeah better yeah. women. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, just uh, not for me, so I kind of always wanted to draw, but it was yeah. never really an option until I learned about CGW, and yeah. I was like, oh, right. cool, well, you can actually do this. So then I jumped in the deep end. And, yeah. By the way, everyone, this podcast is not sponsored by <laughs> CGW. <laughs> yeah. We just really love the place. However, if you want to reach out, <laughs> we would not say no. They, yeah, they've been, we were talking about before, they've been going through their own, metamorphosis and just growing and mm. they're re they're they're a really essential part i mean you just said it they're really like how you have you know universities and aie um for game development you know they're synonymous because they're the programming and depending on what camp you're in the other side gets overlooked and uh cdw is a really good safe haven for artists it just lets you be creative like you know, how do you do that? Let's on be creative. You know, there's some good like great artists coming from um, AIE as well. I've seen yeah. like like being part of like the game community. Um, you know, seeing some of the people that come from there, they're they're pretty good. They're like yeah, yeah there's merit on both sides. That's for sure. I can only speak for CW because that's where I spent all my yeah my damn time. <laughs> there's yeah yeah. There's and that, that, so you went to I was uh, no I'm Adelaide Uni. Adelaide Uni. Um, yeah, completely different. Costa's got the complete opposite. So yeah. we're learning business. You and I, we're learning art to make it into a business and he's learning business now turning it into an yeah, art now into game dev yeah yeah, yeah right yeah. so game dev for me was just a hobby and now it's like I'm trying to learn from everyone else to not just a hobby you're like a big hobby yeah like, obsession yeah yeah <laughs> like you're in the um, doing the homebrew stuff yeah, and... yeah 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 so mine was more from a software background yeah right as opposed to an art background but yeah I do keep my eye on all the art things and trying to learn as much as possible even with all the techniques as well 2D, 3D, putting it into engine, all that stuff is just, yeah, something I'm trying to 
you know, understand and, and learn from. Yeah. I love it, like, from when we met. Yeah. And, like, just, you know, talking about games and stuff like that. And, like, I'll I t- talk your ear off about, you know, game stuff and stuff like that. And now you're in it as well. And it's just so <laughs> I've wholesome. jumped in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, Tinker and Spell. So, I mean, like, looking at it, like, goddamn, it's, you know, beautiful. Um, and you can see, you know, like, uh, there's some, in- like, you know, inspirations from, like, platformers and... I think I've heard you say before, um, Ratchet and Clank, or was it Jack and Daxter? Both. Both. Yeah, yeah I can see uh, that. When I first, like, um, first started, like, kind of playing with the idea, it was, like, there was three games that I was had in mind. It was um, Jack and Daxter, Ratchet and Clank, and Kingdom Hearts. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was like, how could they all be, like, a 2D game? A 2D side scroller, because I'm a 2D artist. Mm. I can do a bit of 3D, but, like, um, not as prolific in it, that's for sure. So oh, like, I've seen your sculpts. Yeah, <laughs> you, you were sculpting one of the uh, spell, wasn't it? Yeah, I was sculpting spell. Yeah, I did that as like a little kind of to test myself. It turned out good. It's like it's looking yeah. nice. That's I think before when I was saying about the. Uh, are you seeing a lot of CDW people move to that? Sorry, to sidetrack. Yeah. That's right. Because um, that's what because um, the people because because um, I was saying how CDW is has a lot of two D artists, mm. and then when I think they started exploring the game art side, you're getting a lot of. Um, those 2D artists coming over to 3D and they were taking, like yourself, taking to ZBrush like a duck to water. Like, because it's still, I guess, got that organic flow rather than Maya or 3DS Max, the hard surface modeling, like, all my verts and I got to think about it log- like yeah. logically. The, the, like, Maya would be like, a compl- that would be like totally, like, wouldn't, Mm. wouldn't mesh with me I reckon because yeah, yeah. it's very more like analytical almost or like yeah. very number based mm. where like ZBrush is like with clay you know and when we as a at CDW we're like traditionally trained mm. so we're like we need to draw spheres and render cubes like a lot mm. um, so we have like a really good understanding of how to draw in form and in perspective yeah. so when you then get into like as a 2D artist getting into like um, into like 3D material the hardest part there really is just navigating like the the interface so you can kind of push it around and you have a really good understanding of how to use of like of the forms that you want to create um from all different sides because you know you draw you turn you do your character turnarounds and so you're drawing like a character front mm-hmm. side three quarters three quarter back um and that's quite difficult to, to do when you're first starting but the more you do it the better you are at um kind of just doing it really so when you can do that in 3d you have like a really good understanding of just how, how it should look mm. and how you want it to look. All the different aspects, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's the process usually for yourself when you make a, a new character for, for your game? Um, like a, like in 2D. So yeah. I just like, I always just start sketching really and I have an idea of what I want to do. So I spent, um, I said earlier that a lot of heavy emphasis on like creature collecting. Mm. So I just recently um, designed like heaps of uh, little monsters to kind of go into the into the game, so I've been studying um, things like yeah, Star Wars and like Pokemon and like Digimon and um, seeing like what what made them like memorable and mm-hmm. fun mm-hmm. and compelling. Uh, a lot of it comes down to silhouette and color mm-hmm. um, in Pokemon in particular. They're like very strong Pokemon, you know the who's that Pokemon? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like a you know you, 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 yeah, always, you, yeah. you know it, man. You know <laughs> yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Um, so silhouette is huge, you know, and that's something that I always kind of consider when designing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like a character, it needs to have a strong silhouette. Even like a prop, you know, mm. it needs to have a strong silhouette. You need to be able to read it yeah. from a mile away. Yeah. Um, 
so that's the the main thing that I kind of consider. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It just depends what what I'm mm. what I am designing. Mm. So you know, I'll be like, cool. I need to have like a um, a a fire creature, and then I'll be like, oh, cool. I've got heaps of fire creatures already. Let's make a like a a wasp, yeah. a fire wasp. Yeah. And then <laughs> and I'll be like, all right, cool. What would that look like? And then I'll look at wasps, yeah. like real pictures of wasps, and get a reference. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like. They got like a head and they got the body bit, you know. See how their their anatomy yeah. works, and then I uh, just like, kind of exaggerate that in in a similar style. But the um, uh, there was a paper that I read today actually, uh, an article from uh, I forgot the guy's name off the top of my head, but he was uh, one of the lead designers. He's now the um, vice president of Lucas Films, and he was like uh-huh. when he first was introduced to the Star Wars design team for the um for the prequel, uh, George Lucas said, "I want you to forget everything you know about Star Wars." And he's like, oh, freaking out. He's like, I love Star Wars. That's why, that's why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I don't want anything to stand out. And like, that's what George Lucas said to him. And he kind of threw him at first. But it's like, but it was kind of genius what he was doing. He's like, the, the design principles and everything still needed to be excellent. So, you know, like Star Wars is Star Wars because mm. uh, everything is so iconic. But nothing could stand out because everything needed to look like it belonged in the world. Mm. So everything needed to follow that those principles, those design principles. You know, mm. taking, obviously, I'm not trying to be Star Wars, but you can learn from those yeah, things, yeah, yeah. you know. And it's like, um, if you design everything in, a, in like a consistent manner, the whole world will start to feel believable and real. And that's something I think that um, like Team Cherry did very well. Mm. Yeah. Everything, everything looks like it belongs in that world. Yeah. Um, and nothing stands out. But it's like it's but as a whole, the whole thing is so memorable. Mm. You know, like and strong silhouette for the characters, for the creatures, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and the world's like um I remember reading I think Ari said like uh you wanted to, everything needs to be simple. But if you look at that game, nothing looks simple. Yeah. Like it's like it's <laughs> extremely but it's, but it's, yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. just the way that he's put it all together. It's yeah. pretty pretty genius. Yeah. It all fits together so well. Yeah. Yeah. And they're they're I mean, they're kinda like George Lucas in that sense of a... Uh, the, the meat, uh, how am I trying to say it? I was say, like, the medium they're working in isn't what they, like, studied. So, like, as in, like, George Lucas studied film, but he wasn't so much studying the art of, like, uh, you know, how to how to make a creature, how to make that. He just knew what he wanted, and I think, <clears throat> I might be wrong, but with Team Cherry, because they started, they're animators, and I guess it shows well, but then they're not, they didn't come from, like, the game design background, and then they had to learn that for their game. I think they did it on a, a jam. I'm not too, I don't know the exact story, but I know Ari's a, an animator. Yeah. Um, and then, but uh, Will, is it? I think Will's the, yeah. He, he was a programmer, surely. He's, yeah. <laughs> the game plays brilliantly. Surely yeah. he had some. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> some like, like, what he was well, yeah, yeah, no. That, and that's where the game part comes in. <laughs> he just threw the assets. It just made it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. He's yeah. like, I reckon this could work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but um, it, it's that, uh, you know what I mean? Like, they weren't all on the same yeah. playing field of like this is what a game needs to be. It was probably like I was like, well, this is what I like. This is, you know, where I want it to go, rather than focusing on the them side. And same things like with George Lucas, because like I watched the documentaries like you know with Star Wars and like he'll, it's it's pretty funny because like you know when we're going back to CDW, I guess you get those master classes and they're the people who are working at like LucasArts or something like that and like we're looking at them like mm-hmm. these guys are like up here and then you watch the documentaries and you see the sweat when George Lucas comes past and they're like he's up there and they know all the design principles and all this stuff and 
all it takes a George Lucas to come past and be like, oh, I don't know about these ones. Yeah. Make, make this one look a little, a little goofier. Yeah. And then they walk out. And then, and then bam, they go to Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I wonder if they followed all that stuff with the new, like, I reckon the new one was a lot more, you know, they were looking back at all the old ones and they're like, we have to make this similar. Like, as you mentioned, you know, the prequels would just throw everything you know out the window. But I feel like this new one, it, like all the new trilogy, they, they, I reckon they followed like the original trilogy very closely just to get that look that just seamlessly goes onto them. Like, I don't know, I, I feel like they, they, didn't, they didn't take as much risk with, with these new ones as, as they did with the, with the prequels, let's say. I think another thing to consider with the new Star Wars is like, they're not really designed for us anymore. Mm. They're designed to get the next generation mm. in. Mm. Same way that the prequels were designed for us. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And then the hardcore fans of the original were like, oh, Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> that's not my Star Wars. That's my Star yeah. Wars. You know, that's yeah. what, I, yeah. that's what, I, what I consider Star Wars. Pod, pod and the same thing with <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing with, with uh, Jar Jar. Like, I will defend him until I die. Because I loved him as a kid, and he was he was that. He was for... No, nah, he was for if you're a kid. Nah, I, I guarantee you had a Jar Jar pencil case, the same as I did. You didn't take it out of the house. No, I didn't. But you kept your texters in there. I, I had an episode two. No one Clone was... Wars. I had a Clone Wars one. But here's the thing, though. When we were... Oh, well, that's the well, When we were kids, our age, no one was complaining about Jar Jar. I don't no, want to say no that across was. the board. Huh? Yeah, no one was. No one was. Yeah. Because we were just like, oh, he's a goofy looking fella. And mm. then, like, the adults were complaining, but we didn't care what the adults thought. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I get what both of you mean. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's definitely like, you got to be like, ah, oh, you know, it's for someone else. If I can still enjoy it, then that's cool. But at the same time, I, I definitely know what you mean as well, because, mm-hmm. you know. One thing's for sure, they know how to make a goddamn trailer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Their trailers oh, yeah. are always so good. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. just know that the movie's not going to be that good. <laughs> yeah. But I go see it anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, emo- it's emotional. Like, you hear the music. You know, it gets you. Mm. Okay, so with all the so- the Disney ones that came out on three, your favorite of all of them, okay, of the Disney ones, of the latest ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Star Wars and then the side stories that they did, like mm. the okay, one, two, three, Solo, Rogue One. Oh, what the hell? The, the, <laughs> the, the first so. one that they did, the one that was the exact same movie as the four. Oh, seven. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That was, good. Was, that was good. So we got Solo, Rogue One. And seven. Yeah. It's like he's another... Because it was the same. The movie was good. He's because another... Because the movie already existed. Uh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he, he's another big Death Star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like the like the very Nazi yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, on the nose? But yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, powerful. I think yeah. it was one of those How It Should Have Ended shorts that did the... Uh, they were like... <laughs> they basically made... The, they went, Here, here's the Death Star... Here's the second Death Star, yeah. and here's Star Killer Face, yeah. and they made the uh, Mickey Mouse symbol. Oh, okay. <laughs> so good, but yeah, man. So yeah, and uh, so before you were talking about how before the podcast started, linking it to Star Wars, uh, with the Tinker and Spell IP, you're looking at branching it. Yeah. So like in my honors uh, this year, what I'm focusing on is how to expand in intellectual property across mediums. Mm. Um, so heavily looking at Pokemon as the main one, but also looking at things like Star Wars. Um, Lego are really good as well um, to look into. But yeah, I'm looking at how and why you would branch across the different mediums to expand intellectual property. Um, and as a result, uh, I'm going to have a proof of concept for a video game, which is what I've been working on with my team. Um, a proof of concept for a card game, uh, an animatic for how it could look if it were to be a TV show. Um, 
and some uh, toy concepts and, and whatnot. Um, so I'm looking at like reasons as to why and how that would would work and why it would be worthwhile doing. But yeah, it's, uh, it's and it all ties into one another. So it's just expanding that whole the whole world that I'm kind of building into these different areas, which is quite... How much crossover is there between the assets that you use in one versus the other and that sort of stuff? Heaps. Yeah. You know, like, I'm, I'm quite prolific with my work. Um, I can create quite a bit of work mm. and I can create even more by recycling my work. Mm, mm-hmm. yeah, so, like, whether, like, I, if I create, like, a background, I'm like, I'll just put that there, have it done for... I'll make a background for whatever I'm doing at the time. Um, but I always break that up into different assets. So I'll be like, cool, I can always use any of those yeah. assets in any other circumstance. Yeah. It's a really good way to kind of just branch out mm. with it looking the same but different. It's almost like a no-brainer. You just reconfigure what you have into a different offering. and Yeah, and then, you know, like you just like change the, and this is like an art thing, you know, you change yeah. the values and make it, and make it like blurry and then yeah. bam, mm. you got yourself like a foreground asset. Yeah, but then you yeah. just make it light and make it even more blurry. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, um, I could be wrong with this, but I'm pretty sure Pixar, uh, when they made Toy Story, the physical, the, the, the in well, like the Buzz and Woody and all mm. that were scanned, whatever they, to make the toy versions. Like they, they didn't oh, just redo they it. They just, Taking oh, the three models, yeah. Oh, would have like that would be a no brainer, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, you know, they're, they're so big that they have probably have the money to do it. So, yeah. And yeah. That's the other thing, you know. I'm like, uh, like small, very small, independent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, um, I'm like, I'm trying to be efficient. So yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, how many times can I reuse this? Um, yeah. And I feel like a lot of those um, studios or like say indie studios when they're making a Kickstarter or something, you know, they'll have like these little, what are they called? Like the milestones. You know, you pay. Uh, 200 bucks and you'll get like the board game you know what I mean and it's just for the yeah. developer it's just taking what they have reconfiguring it doing this and that and then bam they've got another whole product that they can then offer to their potential customer so yeah that's that's a really have you, have point you, have you thought of I mean what's your approach with that is it you looking at doing any crowdsourcing stuff or uh I don't know I've got like heaps of work there that I couldn't mm go down that road mm. or we could go down that road but it's, it's like that's a job of its own I reckon is, yeah. um, so I don't know I, I, at this stage probably not I'd rather keep like developing mm-hmm. like just keep working on it myself you know once I start going down that road and I'm not against it by mm-hmm. any means and people that do it all power to them um, but I feel like for me personally it would be like it would just kind of uh, it'd take time away from me drawing mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. I've got heaps of drawings to do Yeah. Um, so maybe but, yeah. yeah, you're I basically know. trying to mount a campaign, and you gotta <laughs> be on top of that. Yeah, it's definitely a whole different mm. ballpark. So yeah, like the animations in particular take ages. Yeah, like, I'm making a, an animatic now. Um, I'm trying to get it at quite a high caliber, um, and you know, like it would take me like the shot that I'm doing now is for a three second shot, and it would take me a week. It would take me yeah. the, the entire week to do it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that, that's what, when I was looking at your Twitter earlier, like. You've got these animations which are amazing, and the de- there's so much detail in the assets. So it's like, you know, usually when you see games, like if they're going down a certain style, they've they've got so much animation, and it's like they they they'll make the graphics really easy to you know to to render, or they'll draw it in a certain way where like it's like pixel art, and you can, you know, there's still there's still effort there, but when you've got such high detailed um, assets to to have to to have to animate them, it just seems like. There's a lot of lot of time that goes into it. There is. Uh, there's also ways that you can kind of, 
like again and yeah oh, you, the more you do it the better and mm. faster you become mm. at it so um you know i think that's one thing that i always was my, in my mind when i first started this was like i want to do like a 2d game mm. but i wanted to look like it could be like like an anime mm-hmm. like, i wanted to look mm-hmm. like it could be a tv mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. um uh so yeah like i started doing it you know yeah. and once once you start you yeah, but it's like the the time that you put into these assets, you know, they're um and Tinker, like the main character, he's the toughest to do. Yeah. Um, and once but once you have him done, you have him done. Yeah. You know, uh, then yeah. you can focus on the other things. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then whenever you do like a a, a boss that is quite complex, you know, make it worthwhile. Mm-hmm. And when it is t- time for people to play that, it'll be a really cool scene. Mm. You know, it, like once you get the right sounds right, like art is is super important but it will only ever be as important as the right sound and the right mm. and, and the right programming mm-hmm. um so like what i'm trying to do is trying to like for, for my team um is kind of set a standard in regards to how i want it to look you mm. know and then like once you're working with like talented artists and like talented programmers and sound and and designers and everyone like it's yeah i want to make something that looks worthy of being published mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and i think the contribution that other people bring to that will make it worthwhile as well. Yeah. Um, does um, d- uh, does your character designs have they changed from when you started to now? Like now that you know, I mean, you probably knew already going to what, what involved with the animating. But like, say at the start, would you have been like, oh, I'm going to design this character that has a lot of like loose buckles on them and all this stuff. And now you've you've as you said, takes that long to do an animatic. You're like, oh, let's just go with. Uh, some sew on buttons or something like that. Dump, dump yeah, yeah, we yeah, shave yeah. his head. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Does that change at all? Or are you still more like? Nah, uh, you get better at. You always. That's the the tricky part is um you you become a better artist. Mm. You know. So and again, what we were saying before, everything needs to look consistent. Nothing can stand out. Yeah. So my biggest issue is I need to keep getting better as an artist because you know this project will be over one day. I need to I need to be a better artist. So. Uh, what what is consistent is the the manner in which I render and mm-hmm. the manner in which I kind of create the assets, so everything will have the same kind of finish. Mm-hmm. But my work, my art gets better, you know. So I had to, I re, I did redesign the main character, made him a bit more simplistic, um, like made him a bit more rounder, you know, mm-hmm. just make him a bit easier to read from a distance because he's going to be quite small. Um, but the camera come, but then the 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 quality of the images needed to be quite like good because the camera comes in occasionally you mm. know so like mm-hmm. and when it comes in you want it to you don't want it to be like a you, you don't want it to be pixelated yeah, you want yeah, it to be yeah. like like a cartoon you know yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's a lot of detail in yeah. every single uh frame even yeah. if it's like you bang in it done in a second um but once it's done and they're all stitched together they look heaps good yeah uh, it feels good to play as the character um and i think that's uh that's something that i really really have been taking a long time to get the movement and the feeling of Tinker mm-hmm. to feel solid mm-hmm. and it's it's there and it's, mm-hmm. it, it feels fun to play it feels like you're like you're playing as like a yeah. cartoon character extremely fluid yeah. Yeah. yeah that's perfect yeah like the, the movement in Jack and Daxter I know it's a 3D game but mm-hmm. there's a lot of correlations that it can be passed over from 3D to 2D but the movement um, that Jack has is heaps good and I wanted to kind of get something like a mixture between that and yeah and Sora mm-hmm. you know where Sora's kind of like swinging his blade around yeah. um, and funny enough uh, Sora as part of my research when he was being first being designed by Tetsuro Nomura who's the director of Kingdom Hearts and the character designer um, for Square um, Sora originally had a, a chainsaw blade 
Really? Yeah. And a tail. And a tail. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, so well, I, I, thought, I was always thought that was a cool idea. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, bring back the, the chain blade. So yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, oh, hang on a minute. Let's give him a chain blade. Yeah. And instead of making it a sword, it's his arm. So oh, it's like, wow. Yeah, that's kind of like the how I was thinking at the time. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, my first design was like of this robot. It's, it's hell bad. Yeah. <laughs> it does look deep shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. When, when do you get to the point where you're like, this is the character we're going with? And then um, you just got to stick all the animations, everything's going to just then be built onto that. Isn't it? You, is commit. Yeah, you commit. commit. Yeah. You, have to, you have to stop making yeah. a decision. Yeah. Because yeah. If it, you can always, like, you always, you always want to do better. Mm. You know, and it's like, and if I were to redesign now, I'd probably do it completely different. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and who knows, I might, I might even be making like another, another character, you yeah. know, that you can play as, yeah, you know, yeah. and it's like, the overall idea is the, is the story. So mm. whether I need to pick him up and replace him with someone else, Yeah. I'm happy to do that. It's yeah. just like, when am I going to do it? Yeah. You know? Exactly. Um, and it's like, oh, I'll do it when I need to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Um, and, you know, when when time allows. Because if I were just like, be like, cool, need to do, do a completely new character. Um, I've got one. i got a whole bunch designed already, mm. ready to go. Mm. But to, to animate them, it's like, that's heaps of time. It's like, cool. Well, I could either have that ready to go, that design ready to go, um, and start doing the animations, but mm-hmm. then I won't be able to animate the creatures or create more assets for the world, and the game yeah, is then yep, 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 at, yep, yep. At, like in the same place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even though we've already got a character yeah, like, ready to go, so let's focus on designing the world and the character. Get that going. Get the the game built and working. Get a demo out there. Get it done, and then if need be, go from there. Yeah. Go from there. And and how how do you ensure like that consistency between say the work you do and then if you get another animator another. To the artist. Uh, every every drawing goes by my hand. Okay. Yeah. 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 So it has to have some sort of password. Yeah. Yeah. And I like um, there's been a few like um, artists I've worked with that have been doing animations um, who do like great work uh, and yeah, just need to make sure that like yeah, I'm just kind of art directing mm-hmm. uh, and then at the end yeah, everything just I need to need to make sure everything looks consistent. You know, like yeah. um, that's what uh, Miyazaki does in like all the Ghibli films. You mm-hmm. know, he every single drawing he would look at it and be like cool that one needs to be that mm-hmm, one mm-hmm, doesn't look the same because it, it needs to look consistent yeah, otherwise yeah. it will stand out yeah yeah that's the thing what yeah. other so who are the, what other artists you're working with um for the like I'm the only like artist on the actual team like the main team oh, okay but then uh, if I needed like through there's like working to the brief um mm. like someone like Mikio um we've got his surname off the top of my head but he's a heaps good like animator mm. um so I was like kind of like playing with some animations with him, like back and forth, and um, he did some animations for a little cre- a monkey um, monster that I've done um, called Pongo Pongo. Um, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's yeah. got the Banjo Kazooie vibes to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then that there's like a so in the game like there'll be different creatures, and then you can you encounter them, um, and then uh, certain ones, for quite a lot of them, uh, you can complete errands. And then get their blueprints that you can like kind of like get those creatures in your party and you can assign them as a magic ability. So you can like you can collect all the creatures that you encounter if you just know how to do it. Everyone's got a different way of kind of like figuring out how to you can unlock it mm-hmm. and you have to purchase it um, with the amber that you collect. And all the gameplay mechanics that was designed by yourself as well? Yeah, uh, got in the team it's like myself, um, uh, Jack Cinco as programmer, Adam Clappers as a game mm-hmm. designer. Um, so Adam's like kind of uh, making sure all the numbers are right and it's all like 
working well within within yeah. Unity. Jack's um, hammering away and getting all like the getting it all running properly. And then we'll like I kind of come up with these ideas and then we'll brainstorm and, like mm. get the whiteboard out and be like, cool, this is how what I'm thinking. What do you guys think? And everyone will mm. either say yes or no or we'll discuss it as a team mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah for the most part it's just I, I come up with like some ideas and I'm like this is what I'm thinking because mm. when I'm drawing it I'm like I'll draw on a piece of like in my sketchbook I'll have like a full animation like just drawn out mm-hmm. like just like as thumbnails in a single line I'm like this is like, cool it's going to be like 24 frames and I can like see the arc and I'm like this is how I'm thinking it will work and then sometimes I'll throw that into like a um, a concept piece mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so just so I can express it visually yeah um, and then yeah, we commit, and then yeah. we're like, oh, that's it. Yeah. yeah. And if we need to change it later on, we'll change it later on if it conflicts with something yeah. else. But um, it's about yeah, getting in, getting it mm. ready, mm. and then moving forward from there. Yeah. yeah, I find that that's like a common theme. It's like you just gotta commit to it and not keep fussing about about all the details. Just get it going, hit the ground running. Mm. Yeah, and do get it. Something and do it there. well. Do it well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then like, and even if it doesn't work, it's like you've done it, and it might come. In handy later mm. on. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't think there's any wasted time, yeah. as long as it's always towards the, the for the benefit of the project. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. even if you don't use it, you can always just like it's done. You know, yeah. you can you can reference that. Exactly. Yeah. And definitely, like uh, what I found is, like working in the team, it's just if you have an idea for something, like it's better to if you hundred percent know this is exactly how I want it done, finish that before you show it to the team, because like there might be some confusion if you show someone half finished like oh are you saying you want input like you should be doing this and something like that and then it can kind of cloud you it, it muddies it up be like no no I really need it it's like put your best foot forward like back to CDW the whole one of the lectures I remember told me was like um, you know if you have a really good idea of how something should be done like lead with that first have the backup planned in case it didn't work out I think he was talking about client work but it still applies to that. Have a backup in mind. But if you are like, no, this is how it really has to be, then lead with that. And I guess that, that's kind of like the next question as well I had, which was like, how do you, how's your feedback loop work? Like, um, do you look for external feedback? Do you mainly work within the team? And uh, I'm, yeah, I'm like <laughs> notorious for always sharing my shit. Yeah. I'm, just like, I'm always like, look at what I did. <laughs> so I'll, I'll like do something and I'll be like, yeah, send it to all my mates and be like, thoughts, hit me. What do you think? What do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, give me your opinion. Um, and then like, yeah, I'll get some feedback and then like depending on how finished something is, I'll be like, cool, I'll take that into consideration on the next one. Mm. Um, and that was like kind of like my my learning experience going through uni and everything. I'd always like, because I had there's always so much work to do, so, you know, like uh, you need to get it finished. Because like, um, and you can either like go back and keep fussing around on the same piece to make it as good as possible, which is really good and really worthwhile doing. Um, but on a project like what I'm doing, it's like cool. I need to smack it out, and then learn from that and apply it to the next one. Mm. Um, and then eventually, like you know, I'm still learning. You know, I'm mm. still. You're always going to get better as an artist. So, um, yeah, I, I think for me personally, my yeah, it's not for everyone, but for me, I get, I like to get, take my lessons and apply it to the next thing that mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think this whole game making thing is going to be a big one of those. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting one with feedback because like, um, yeah, like I, I definitely like to get feedback from like, you know, fellow artists and stuff like that. But definitely as well, like, um, just ca- like, uh, people who who aren't in it because I guess at the end of the day when when your game comes out 
it'll be majority of people who who aren't artists will be the ones playing it. So like, it still has to kind of like resonate mm. with them, you know, like um, like you uh, like you could you uh, I'm not trying to say, like you know, saying with Pokemon, you're like the recognizable silhouettes and stuff like that. Like, who knows? You could do the thing of like you know that um, there's that art principle that I saw with Pokemon where they do the big, medium, small design, like Pikachu. So if you break up Pikachu's silhouette, it's like the big part is his body. Um, the medium part, I think, is his ears and his tail. And then the small part is his cheeks. But mm -hmm. they're all kind of balanced in this way that looks pleasing. Like, if you change the proportions of any of those, it messes everything up. He doesn't look appealing and yeah, stuff like one, that. Yeah, the one, two, three, read. Yeah. Mm. Okay, cool. That's how it is. Yeah, yeah. Um... That's a, that's a technical term. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, that's what Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's good. And so, yeah, so like you could hit those beats and in return, it could mean that you show it to the general public and they're like, yeah, I'm not sure why, but I really like that. Or you could show all the artist friends and they're like, that's technically beautiful, you know, like I love it. Mm. And then you show, you know, the general public and they're like, mm, I don't know, mm. something about that. So like, yeah, definitely like that feedback from everywhere is good, but then it it's a balancing thing because then it muddies up what you were trying to do, you know? Yeah, I, I just kind of... um, I, I, I think it's important getting feedback from artists because I like they would see things like that. You yeah. Know? Like, they're like, yeah, he's like, you know, if you do make those ears smaller, then you'd have yourself a better read. You yeah. Know? Like, oh, cool. But maybe the public will like... Maybe it was like you're like 5% away from it being like such a good design yeah. and the public's like oh yeah I kind of like that <laughs> and then you, then you then take it to like someone that is like like classically trained and they're like make those ears smaller man and then you're in 100% yeah. do that and then you show someone who's like it's the exact same picture yeah, 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 yeah but yeah. I like it more they yeah. like that you know like it would be the to them like you make, I make such minute changes sometimes and then yeah. I'll like resend it to a friend of mine uh, and they're like, <laughs> you just sent me the same thing twice. Yeah, like, yeah. Nah, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> you're like, I was amusing yeah. myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a way so I can just get it on my phone and save it so I can just look at it in bed. And be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's shit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next time you should actually just send the same photo. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's different. Yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> Have you found that cost there actually? Because like, um, cause you, you, you have a very art-centric team. Yeah, I think it's, um, uh, we, I mean, we, yeah, we've got definitely a lot of artists, 3D, 2D. We've even got um, our creative director. She doesn't really have a game background. She's more arts, uh, uh, yeah, more drama, that sort of background. But she's really leading the, the, the design of the, of the colours and basically the entire environment and how it all fits together and, and how everything looks as well. So Like an art director? Yeah, art director, basically. Yeah, cool. um, but she's also co covering, like, the the creative... Like, there's a... As an adventure game, so she's covering all the characters, all the, the writing, everything. So it's, like, creative sort of yeah, cuts cool. across all of it. Um, I, I find, like, you know, we're, we're making a game for older adults, so we have a certain demographic that we're aiming for, which means, like, our characters need to be things that will be familiar to an older adult. Um, the dialogue needs to be from that perspective. The visuals can't be too wacky. You know what I mean? It's a little bit of wackiness for us. Like we're going with like an Australiana steampunk vibe. So it gives us a little bit of freedom to mess around with a couple of things, make things a little bit unbelievable, but not too unbelievable. Um, but yeah, I think like for us, we definitely a lot of feedback between the, the artists and then also just, but you know, at the end of the day, it, comes down to like one or two people who are going to make the call on, on how how it should look and why it should look like that. 
Mm. Um, but like you were saying about having external feedback, I think it's good to sort of get maybe, you know, the engagement to understand like, okay, that looks cool. That doesn't look cool. But yeah, uh, we doesn't le- we don't let that drive the the um, entire you know creative direction of the of the of the project. It's more like from internally we decide what we want to see and and that's how it is. But yeah, it's still good to sort of have the external stuff as like a yep, looking good, not looking good, that mm. sort of stuff. Especially if you're going for like a very specific audience, mm. I find that well, from from what we're doing at the moment, that's how it works. Yeah, yeah, and you definitely need that that trust with the team. To make for, sure. for sure, for sure, yeah. Because you definitely, I've, we've all seen like uh, artists in in teams that will just like uh, it gets to be like an ego thing. Like they're just like, I need to have my stamp on mm. on this that I don't need to. This isn't my area, mm. but like, yeah, you ego know. is such a a thing. <laughs> yeah, I try and yeah, I don't, I don't know. I try and remove as much ego as possible. Um, you take feedback better than anyone else I know. I remember when you presented at um, what was it called? There was some event that was held at Game Plus and you were getting people's feedback and stuff like that. And like, uh, I just was like, man, like I was in the audience, you know, like, <laughs> and I was like, man, this is just such a calming vibe right now, you know, because <laughs> a lot of people, you know, they get the feedback and they're like, no, nah, this is my style. You know, thanks for saying that. But well, they wouldn't even say that. I was, I was extending them a courtesy. <laughs> They'll just be like, uh, yeah, no, nah, this is why I did it, you know, but you would bridge it if someone was like, you know, oh, how come it's like this? You're like, well, here's what, you know, thank you for bringing it up. Here's what, like, it was just a, uh, making you feel uncomfortable now. I was just like, it's such a, like, it's, all good. Like, it's such a, it's like backing or giving reason as to why you made those decisions if someone tries to, yeah, it was refreshing. Not, if, someone, if someone critiques it in some sort of way. Yeah, well, critiques are always important. Yeah. You know, like, sure. there could be an, like, an underlying issue there, mm-hmm. you know, um, most of the time, like I should be aware of that. Yeah, yeah, that's my yeah. job as an, as like an artist and as yeah. the direct, like the the creative, like kind of director. Yeah, know, that's my that's my job to understand. Everything needs to have reason. I'm not yeah. just doing. I don't just sit down and be like, I'm gonna draw a flower today. <laughs> I'm gonna like, cool. I need some flowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And this is what they need to look like because mm-hmm. this is where it's going to be. Yeah. Um. Nothing's done. Nothing. Not. There's no accidents. There are happy mistakes when you when you're doing things for sure. Um, Ross method, but, yeah, but nothing is um, uh, nothing is done like unintentionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's like a yeah, feedback's a tricky one because it's like if if you show someone like some artwork and you see it, you kind of like to be not not just to be nice, but to show that you like you're really getting into it. You mm-hmm. want to give feedback, mm-hmm. but like you could completely destroy that person. You could be like, yeah. oh shit, like I didn't want feedback. Yeah, 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 like yeah. this is good how it is. Yeah, yeah. So There's like, a like a an artist, and I think what we're trying to do is make commercially viable products. You need feedback. You can't mm-hmm. not have feedback. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can't not have feedback. Yeah. Like if if yeah, I want someone to tell me that I'm doing a shit job. You hear me? Because I'm working hard here. You know? yeah, yeah, like, yeah. If I'm if I'm doing like a shit job, then I should know I'm. I should take a step back and think and like, cool, what am I doing? Um, that's important to, to recognize, um, you know? And it's like, yeah, at the end of the day, it's like this whole thing is a big learning experience. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Like a, it's like rolling the dice with it, obviously, mm, but yeah. educated guesses. Yeah. And like at the end of the day, I got, oh, I've made a world, you know, that's, mm, a, that's exactly. a pretty significant yeah. portfolio piece. Yeah. And I guess like the, at the end of the day, like the, the real feedback is whether the customer wants to buy it or not. You know, if they if they like the game, if they're engaged in it, if they if they 
they connect with it. You know, that's the ultimate feedback at the end of the day. They they do or they don't. That's mm. that's how it is. I'd say. Yeah. Mm. And just don't get review bombed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That will screw you up. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing I want to ask is, uh, it didn't happen this year, um, for reasons. But uh, you had your first Avcon last year, like your first time. Yeah. Being in the public, so like. Because that's a that's a big the, the first time you do it it's like an overwhelming experience, um, like yeah it was like a it was insane yeah it was like a wave of just people that didn't stop coming yeah because we were across from you and yeah you, yeah you guys were just what was that feedback pumped. like that yeah was, that was interesting because um, we were like that was the game was so fresh mm. at that point like it wasn't a game at yeah, that point yeah. it was like I was working with a guy called uh, Ollie Marsh who's um, a, a programmer really lovely guy. Um, um, we worked really well together, but due to personal reasons, he couldn't continue working mm-hmm. on it. Um, but that was just kind of like, we're kind of seeing how it could look if it were to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we've like since started from complete scratch, you know, mm-hmm. we from the ground up, um, the current team. Um, but it was good, you know, like the, the overall pub- feedback from the public was like people kind of were drawn to the bright colors and everything like that. Um, they really liked the aesthetic and the look of it. Mm. Um, the, the game was like, yeah, the, the demo that we had at that point was, um, it wasn't, it wasn't like completely cooked, but the idea yeah. wasn't to have it completely cooked at that time. We were just like, oh, it's like, we got into Avcon. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, let's, um, I guess like, let's jump in and do it. And at the time I was working, so I was like, so, so incredibly busy. Yeah. Um, but it was good. It was a good weekend and I learned a lot and, and then, yeah, learned heaps. Uh, and then just went back to the drawing board and started planning and yeah. Awesome. That's cool. So is there? Do you reckon you'll, if it goes ahead, definitely try and get the next one? Yeah, for sure. It's such a good way to get um, player feedback. Yeah. Um, like I would love to once we've got our, because we're we're making like a demo now, um, that will carry on to a game. Um, but it'd be great to, once we have that done, just to, because you get like thousands of game testing, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. thousands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so like, you, why, why wouldn't? Uh, yeah, like I think it would be definitely worthwhile. Mm. And I would recommend it to anyone that is developing a game to, to do it, um, yeah. just because you will get brutal feedback. And that's the thing yeah. we're finding at the moment, because um, everything's moving to online, um, because they can't have these gatherings, is there's a lot of conventions that are popping up online. Um, and the important differentiation is you can't be there to show the person how to play it. And we had that internal realisation you know, when we are getting our demo ready, was where like so much of it is we have the pitch in our head, you know, when we're promoting rooftop. We're like fast paced platformer, like we don't even say that anymore, but we're like, you know, everyone gets a turn at running, everyone gets a turn at gunning. And then, okay, now your convention's online, so you have to put your demo up online, so you can't explain to the person. Mm. Like you can give them a, a an instructions file that they're not gonna read. Or mm. a YouTube mm. two minute yeah. introduction clip or something. So I think some of them are yeah, exactly. Some of them are bridging up. Do we like, get to the guns? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just with you like, just wait. One is running, one is gunning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we get the freaking guts. Um, yeah. Like they're bridging it with they'll have the devs stream it mm. and then you can watch the stream and stuff like that. So that's been an I guess an important thing now with demos is you have like which makes sense to people listening because they're like I mean yeah I play a demo and Mm. I know what to do Mm -hmm. but a lot of thought goes into that Mm -hmm. you have to and as you found you know with the feedback like a lot of player testing has to go into like where do they look for HUD elements where do they yeah you showed me that picture that you made of like you had like 
50 oh, games that's right. and you just like put this like data noise list together of like yeah. where people kind of look in the screen I'm like what the hell yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like amazing I, I forgot all about that amazing that was amazing information yeah <laughs> I, I um because we had that with the HUD and the menus like we've gone through so many iterations yeah. and um because every time we took it to a play test someone it, and that's the thing you find is you can't please everyone mm. you know look at God God couldn't please everyone mm. <laughs> if he's real most people don't exist to believe in him um so you'd find that you know People are like, oh, I wasn't looking at this part of the screen. I didn't know my meter was empty. Yeah. Now, if seven out of ten people say the same thing, okay, your meter's in the wrong spot. So what I what Ants was saying was, I found a bunch of games that were platformers. Right? You couldn't, you can't take, you can't really take first person shooters and stuff like that into consideration. You kind of can, but the the way you're thinking about it is different. Mm. So I got like Donkey Kong and stuff like that. And anyway, it was a hard element. I put a little ten percent white box over it, and then I just as you said, stacked up about 50 different games and then you that 10% white would get stronger and stronger. So you're like, okay, back left, top left, it seems to be where most people are putting the HUDs. Why is that? You could go into that, but yeah, that's the thing. So it's like you need that feedback to then build your demo, to then release it to a bunch of people on the other side of the world for them to hopefully not just in your Steam review say, game sucks, don't know where meter is yeah. or something, you know, like... Yeah. So Tinker and Spell, what's the, um, what's the, how far in do you reckon you are with the project? It's hard to say. Um, it's, yeah, it's really hard to say. We've got, we're working on like the demo. That's the like, and that we're kind of, I'm kind of considering that like act one almost. Mm -hmm. Um, so in that we're, cause we're kind of like, as we kind of progress, we can see different directions that we can go. So we're like tossing out kind of which directions we are going to be taking it. Um, but the demo, we're aiming to have that done uh, by November, so it's pretty pretty soon for the demo, um, and then we're gonna get some player testing done just with people that I know uh, like yourselves, mm -hmm. like within the community um, before I go public player testing, um, which will probably be next year. For that, yeah. So the main thing that I'm doing now is building a uh, as a, as a team as a collective, we're building like a, a demo. That's the idea, um, and then when I'm not creating assets for the game, I'm creating assets for the IP. Mm -hmm. uh, so always working on it, every, like every day I work on it, mm. um, like the, on, on some aspect of it at least. Um, so yeah, putting together like a, uh, a product bible, mm -hmm. not, like a, not like a game pitch, like within it will have like the game pitch obviously, and the card game pitch, mm -hmm. and the TV pitch, you know, mm -hmm. but it'll be like the, the IP bible. Like, yeah. So if I were to go to like a studio somewhere, I could be like, cool, boom, this is what I've got. Uh, but each of the indiv individual branches that I'm working on will be able to stand independently and serve as their own in their own right, mm -hmm. but it'll always be tied back down to the brand that is Tinker and Spell. Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of like what I'm working on. I think that's a cool, cool way of looking at it, of having all those tie-ins and, and doing it in that way. Is that your vision to basically have a game, a TV show, like, you know, all, all goes well and everything. You have a tie-in TV show. You have a game. You have a, a, you know, a board game, and then you have yeah. If I mean like if if if, if everything, everything worked out, out yeah. perfectly, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah But yeah. if not, then that's absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I'm doing is um, showing that this is what we can do, mm -hmm. and we 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 literally can do it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just whether or not we we put the time towards that or not. Mm. Um, so that yeah, that's kind of that's the main thing I think is just showing like the the potential. Uh, and the yeah. caliber at which we can do it as well. With um, such a small team as well. 
Mm. It's pretty insane. Yeah, mm. well, there's only so many drawings I can do in a day, so yeah. um, that's that's a big a big thing. Yeah, but we've got heaps of assets. I've got yeah. like ninety gigabytes of artwork on the wow. drive. <laughs> like, really yeah. heaps, like, yeah, yeah, a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot. Yeah, but I need to do more. Yeah. So, <laughs> <never stopped. laughs> yeah. I think yeah. that's an important thing to say as well is the animation you do is frame by frame isn't it yeah yeah it's like the traditional method of doing it that's re- I mean except on the computer now yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. but um, as a like I've been learning with like I'm not learning animation but my mate you know Jed yeah uh, how yeah, he's yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's a he's an interesting one because you know he'd be blushing right now because he doesn't even know he's getting mentioned but uh, <laughs> um, yeah he didn't he similar to yourself, you know how you started as a Sparky and into this. He did something similar, um, but he's given me an appreciation for the frame by frame, and you know because um, that's what he really loves. He really loves that traditional frame by frame, and he's not gonna settle. Mm. You know, he that's where he wants to go. And to m- most people like myself, before seeing this, I would assume everything was still frame by frame. But then you're learning that no, a lot of it's done by rigs. You know, like the same as 3D, they have the skeleton because it saves time and stuff like that. But, you know, once you notice it, you, you're like, oh, okay, this, it feels more McDonald's-y, like, a, mm. like it's not home-cooked sort mm. of thing. Mm. So, so, like, that's, imagine where the 90 gigs is going and that kind of stuff. Yeah, some of them have quite a few frames. Mm. Yeah, but some of the background assets are quite large as well. Mm. You know, and then breaking up those plates, like, there's, like, yeah, quite a bit of... Uh, yeah, everything's got uh, a process. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Has there... Was that a driving thing, making this, that you would want to go frame by frame, or you like, that's what I know, so that I'm going to do that? No, I kind of learned... I taught... Uh, like, I kind of went down that road because that's what I needed to do. Right. I don't ever think I ever wanted to actually be an animator. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. But so I, like, I like it. At, but... the, at the start of the project... It, it, would you have gone the rigging route, like the 2D rigging route? No, I would have gone 2D, like drawn hand animation, traditional. That's cool. Yeah, I, was, I don't know, how, it must have been, it must not have considered it. I don't know, I would be like, at one point I would have been like, I'm going to have to draw this heaps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, here I am, I've drawn it heaps. <laughs> no, that's so good. Yeah. That's a, it's a niche thing now. But, you know, like once, uh, like, because I, I do lots of illustrations and everything, um, and storyboarding, uh, it kind of like being learning how to animate. It's made me a lot faster at doing like all my work because mm. now I'm like, all right, cool. I need to do a 12 frame animation. Like, I need it done yesterday. So like, cool, let's get it done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. like, you kind of get it done. And then when I go and draw like a single illustration, I'm like, oh my god, I've already already done the line art. Already blocked <laughs> in. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So like, you just get faster at all. So. Um, but then you get to spend more time considering the composition of, a, of an illustration like that. Mm. But that's another thing that you need to consider when doing like a 2D game, because at any given time you want it to look like it's a, an illustration. Mm. So at any given time it needs to look, the composition needs to look really nice. Mm. Um, it's yeah. like, yeah. 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 Um, so, Ants, where can everyone follow Tinker and Spell production? Uh, uh, on Facebook, I guess. Uh, I'm really bad on the whole social thing, but you can follow me, I'm Ants. Anthony Ants Robinson on Facebook or Anthony Robinson on LinkedIn. That's awesome. Cool. We'll post a link to all that stuff. Cool. cool. Thanks Thank for you. coming in. Cheers. Thanks.